Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Welcome back to the Cornwall Property Podcast. This is episode 34. I'm Dan. I'm James. And we are here to inform, educate and inspire you guys to hopefully get involved with property. Um, Obviously, we've got a bit of a bit of a particular emphasis on the corn property market um, and this episode for us is an Ask Dan and James episode so how do people get involved with this? They can log online to cornwallpropertypodcast.com go onto the front page there scroll down to the bottom they can ask us any property question they wish they can also come onto our socials on Facebook and yeah just ask anything you want and we will do our very best because we do get quite a lot of uh, questions uh, mm. we will try our very best to get them up on the show and uh, without you guys we wouldn't have this content so thank you for giving all the questions so Without further ado, we'll start with our first question, which is from lovely Sarah in Helston, who asked the following. Can I use a home buyer survey to negotiate a price? I've recently had one done that says a property needs a lot of repairs doing to it. Can I use this survey along with the property valuation to my advantage to negotiate a better deal? Good question, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And obviously great for taking action. You're buying property, which is great. And yeah, in short, yes. Too right. Of course you can. Um, obviously, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get a better price. So I think, yeah, depending on the severity and the, cons- the the extent of the work that's needed to be done, Sarah, I think that is a big indicator. I'll give you an example. Uh, James and I have just bought a commercial building um, in Truro, and we found out a very small section of uh, an extension of that building has Monday. So we had a Monday survey done. It indicated that just this small section of it. Now, we could have that makes it unmortgageable. Um, we could have just pulled out, but we said, oh, actually, no. We went back to the vendors and said, look, we're, we're, we're buying this cash. We're happy to buy this cash. Um, we've got now found that we need to knock this part of the building down and rebuild it with modern construction, such as we're, we'll build it with block or timber frame. We're looking to do timber frame. And uh, as a result, it's going to cost this much. So we got uh, our builders round. We got our team round. We got them to give a quote, paper quote, to get this works and this remedial works done. We said, look, this is what it's going to cost. As a result, we need that taken off of the the originally agreed purchase price. So I don't see what the problem would be there. 100%, I I would anticipate and I would expect if I was selling a property and it would, depending again on the severity and if it wasn't something that you could have seen on a viewing or if you weren't... um, weren't sure of and it's just literally a wow wasn't aware that was the case um i definitely think you need to go back to negotiate but what i also need to really emphasize is it's important that if this is not going to work you need to be happy and prepared to walk away as well sarah because you can't just force this to work if the Mm. numbers don't stack and it's it's not going to work you can't just think oh it's okay i'll deal with it and i'll make it if it doesn't work be prepared to walk away um but yes in short to answer your question too right you should be able to renegotiate would you agree yeah, no, absolutely. I think, well, firstly, Sarah, well done for uh, you getting the uh, survey done in the first yes, place. So you true. know, it's it's very, very good. I know they're not cheap. They can be, you know, 500, 1,000, sometimes even more than that. But the fact is it was worth spending the money. Why? Because you found out that it needs a lot of repairs doing to it. And, you know, even if you, you don't, you do pay, so you need to know that you can fund those uh, repairs if the uh, vendor is not willing to drop it. One thing I would say is that um, now that this is flagged up, it's flagged up for the agent, it's flagged up for the vendor selling it, and even if they do keep back and go, well, no, that's the property, that's the deal, you take it or you leave it. And the thing is, 
if you do walk away from it and the agent obviously will go to the next buyer, the new buyer solicitor will always, it's in his or her's interest to protect the purchaser and check and see if there's any known problems with the building. But unfortunately uh, for the vendor, uh, the vendor knows because of the previous survey that was done and so does the agents. They have to disclose that information because both the solicitors and the uh, agents are, you know, they are, you know, they are um, audited once in a while and they are kind of governed by that. Uh, so yeah, I think you could always throw that at them and say, well, look, okay, fine. You're not prepared to drop the price, but obviously you know that this would come out in the woodwork, excuse the pun, uh, for any future buyers. And I think that is very true. And I've seen that happened uh, in the past as well. So yeah. I would, I definitely would put that back in their call if they don't, uh, um, they're not willing to drop the price for the repairs that need doing. And definitely. uh yeah, no, good on you, Sarah. Let, you know, let us know how you get on, Sarah. Be interested to hear. Um, and the next question then we've got for today's episode is from Jack in Newquay. And Jack has said, uh, I have a buy-to-let property and currently pay £60 a month for maintenance. There are 20 flats in this block, so this should be giving 14400 in worth of maintenance fees. Now, the building looks in poor condition with broken gutters and it's not been painted in years. I feel the money is not being used for the maintenance of the building at all. What can I do as I don't feel I have any control? James, one for you. Well, Jack, I think that's a, um, a really good question and one that I can relate to. And it's it's one that many, many uh, buy-to-let landlords, I think, uh, can relate to. It's It's... Uh, for me, I quite like to have control of my property and it is very annoying, especially when you have a block of that size, you've got 20 flats. Uh, it's normally kind of uh, managed by, um, you know, a property company that's been set up and, uh, you know, everybody in the block, they pay their money and you have got a huge amount of money there for, you know, 14,400, that's huge. There is no reason why, especially gutters and painting in, in the grand scheme of things, that isn't exactly expensive works. And, you know, I don't know how long you've um, owned the property there, but you've got to think how many years they've been collecting that 14,400 and if you're saying it doesn't look like the property's been um, you know painted in years then it sounds to me that somebody is uh, putting that money uh, elsewhere and profits are going because sometimes I'm not saying it is in this case but you can have for these companies there's normally like a board of directors there's like three of them that own the lease uh, the leasehold uh, and they um, they pay themselves a salary from that leasehold and that can be a little bit unfair so um, definitely I would um, firstly get in, find out who the um, the leasehold company is, uh, and I would get in contact with them so that they can uh, find out exactly uh, where the money is going. And you should be able to see an annual uh, set of accounts, and it will show all the money that's coming from every one of those flats and where it's being spent. And you can challenge them on that. Dan, any thoughts? Yeah, yeah definitely. Again, it's the freehold management company, isn't it? They they're the ones that take it. They're the ones that take the money, and um, it's their responsibility. And it'll be interesting to read your leases as well. I'm sure there'll be uh, clauses in your lease that, you're in, that you've got that maybe stipulate this is what should be done. If it's not done, this is the procedure. There should be things like that in your lease as well, uh, Jax, as well. We'll just have a little look in there. And if you're not sure, maybe pass it to a solicitor just to give you uh, some guidance on there. But definitely need to speak up. Maybe speak with the neighbours as well. Because um, I'm sure if you're having a headache and you're noticing this, I'm sure a lot more. And out of 20 of you in the owners of these flats, even if half of you spoke up, that's going to hopefully give a bit of a, a difference. And crikey, if you were to stop paying a month, they'd soon be on your back, wouldn't they? So Absolutely. again, that's the kind of, I wouldn't ever recommend not paying, but at the same time, if you need someone to start listening to you, that's the first thing that I'd probably do is say, oh, well, now you're starting to listen. Well, can we now have a conversation, please, as to where this money is going? Because it's not being spent where we, we need it to be spent. So no, 
Uh, I feel for you, Jack, but at the same time, if you need something being done, you need to. It sounds like you're going to be the one that has to start this this ripple effect with the with the other owners, I guess. So um, absolutely, good and, luck. and just what Dan's mentioned about speaking up, I, I do know that you can send emails and make phone calls, and it lands on deaf ears because they don't want you to be challenging them where the money's being spent. But what I would uh, say is that they don't have to, but it's advisable that every year you have an annual general meeting where all the tenants come together. And if you get a few of you involved to go and knock on some of the other flats, uh, landlords doors that you know, get them to all come in at the same time and say, hey, we would actually like to have an AGM. And that, that can really get discussed uh, at the next available opportunity. If you've not had an AGM in a long time, then it sounds to me like there's about it's about time to have one. That's a good way of voicing your concerns and opinions. For sure, definitely. Definitely. That's it. Well, hopefully those answered your questions there, Sarah and Jack. And thank you ever so much for getting in touch. Really is appreciated. And uh, again, if you've got any questions off the back of those answers, or if you've got any, this is kind of like sparked a, a flare of flurry of questions, shall I say for yourself, then please, property related, of course, send them in to, to James and myself and we'll do our best to get you on here. So we've got a bit of a backlog at the minute questions, but we'd love to... Um, see if we can can help you. We're also going to be starting to have some local professional property experts coming on. So really uh, excited about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And next week we've got um well the next couple of episodes we're going to have some lettings experts coming who are very high up on the lettings world which we're really excited with. So again, if you've got any letting specific questions, please chuck them in and we can obviously um throw them at the the new guests we've got but again if you can recommend if you've got someone that you know who is in property and is doing great things and you recommend us speaking to them that we'd love to speak with local property experts whether you're investing whether you're a professional be it solicitor mortgage broker um agent what's whatnot please do get in touch because we'd love to get on the podcast and maybe help promote yourself and your services and also help educate and everyone wants to 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 move forward and and, uh help this crowd in crisis so if we all work together and do our little bit, when hopefully we can get there in small steps. Absolutely. And just one last time, you can get in contact with us on cornwallpropertypodcast.com on our front page there in the message box at the bottom. And you can also get us on Facebook, which is where many of you guys do. So keep it coming. Fantastic. Yeah, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Take care. Take care.